was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me once again by Zoom today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hi! Lil Barron. <laughs> wow, this is a crazy week, Kyle. It has been. It's been, <laughs> it's awesome, it's great, but it has it been is. a crazy week, so... Um, yeah, I'm on vacation. You're at work. I know. <laughs> we're, we're moving forward with the show no matter what, right? That's right. Rain, <laughs> snow, shine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're like the post surface here for sure. <laughs> so today, Lil, I, the last couple of weeks, several weeks, we've been talking a little bit about the diet end of health and wellness. Yeah. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the working out end. Okay. Is that okay? Yes, I like that part. So listen, listen, we all know, we all know that we're supposed to be working out. That's yes, that's not breaking do. news. That's not new to anybody. Yeah. And we all want to get the most bang for our workout buck. I think, right. at least I feel that way. Absolutely. So, so how do you tell if you've had a successful workout? Um, I, well, I hate to say it, but I think it's when I'm sore. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think most people, right? I think most people say, yeah. if I sweat a lot, if I, if I am just drenched in sweat, and if I'm really? super sore, then I had a good workout. And those are two great signs of a good workout. There's no okay. question about that. But there are some other indicators that you've had a good workout. And I wanted to share just a few of those, maybe a couple that you hadn't thought about, but maybe you've experienced before. Okay. okay? Yeah. All right. So uh, number one uh, it, sign that you feel that you've had a, a good workout is you feel better than when you started. Oh yeah. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, I thought this might be a, a new one to you. So, yeah. so here's the I'll thing. Have not, to wait, watch not, for that not, one. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah. And you, you haven't experienced it yet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is though, is that not all the gains of exercise occur in your muscles uh, the fact we often neglect the emotional benefits of just moving oh. our bodies. That's according to Dr. Leija Carter. She is an assistant professor of sports and exercise psychology at Long Island University in Brooklyn. She says, if it makes you feel good, if you feel like, hey, I've done something for my body and myself today, and I'm just going to live in that gratitude, she says that's a win. And we should probably recognize that as such. Okay. So, I can uh, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I like that one, and I feel better about that, one. I've, that one. I've experienced that, but. All right, okay. Number two is exercise you've done before feels easier. Okay, yeah. So if you've, if you've done something before, say, for example, you're doing three sets of 12 goblin squats with a 10-pound dumbbell, which yeah. I know you do regularly, oh, right? All the time, Yeah. <laughs> When you do that on your first week, you might think to yourself, oh, this is hard. I don't think I'm going to be able to get through it. But if by the next week you're doing the exact same pattern and you feel that it's more manageable, you've made progress and you've had a good workout. So the yeah. same thing can be applied to your cardio. You might finish a run a little less breathless than you did a week ago, for instance, or you might be able to say run for 10 minutes straight without having to uh, alternate some walking into there. And uh, any little progress that you make is is progress, and you should uh, recognize that as a good workout. Yes. Okay. Number. I like that one. Number three. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Number three is you've contributed to the greater good. And uh, by that, we mean of, of, of that, of, of course, you can fold your positive social action directly into your physical activity. For example, you might sign up for a virtual event that supports a cause that you believe in, such as epic virtual events. Yes. This is a series of events that offers a new and unique challenge each month. And it also contributes 10% of the proceeds to a deserving charity. So it's a win-win. Yes. And uh, if, you're, if you're interested in competing or participating in the Epic Virtual Events, you can find that at thisisyourepic.com. So there's number three. Number four, this one won't surprise you. This is one that I think you, you probably would, would think of. And that is that you slept more soundly that night. <laughs> do, you, do you sleep better when you work out? Mm, sometimes. <laughs> I know sleep is not one of your best friends for some no. reason. That, that's a, a struggle that you have. And I'm sorry for that. But, yeah. but here's the thing. In 2017, they did a review of 34 studies that were published in advances in preventative medicine. And of those 34, 29 of those studies found that exercise improves both the quantity and the quality of sleep. And uh, for some people, they like to schedule their workouts uh, later in the afternoon or early in the evening, and that just puts a, a cap on their work day. And that's it less tempting to keep staring at your device uh, and, the, <laughs> and scrolling through Facebook all night long, which uh, translates to more quality sleep. So that's a good thing. Let me, let me throw my last one in there, and then uh, we'll move on to the next thing. Number okay. five the number five way that you can show that you've had a good workout is that you showed up at all. So the fact is, is that any workout that you complete and feel good about, and uh, that's an effective one, especially right now in the middle of a global right. pandemic with COVID-19, if you've set aside some physical uh, activity time and uh, taking care of yourself, then that's good for your well-being. And if you honored that pledge, even if your motivation is low, even if you're like, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to, and maybe even especially when you feel that way and you still do it, then that's a win. And we'll put a, a mark in the W column for that. So there you go. Five ways that you can tell if you've had an effective workout. Does I'm that just glad I had some of them. <laughs> So, I'm hoping the sleep. I'm sure you had all of them at one time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm I sure. hope so too. I hope so too. So, Lil, today today's guest is another of our incredible list of the fittest fifty over fifty. Bill Grundler is no stranger to sweat and sore muscles of a good workout, <laughs> along with the, all the other benefits. In high school, he was a wrestler. He took state, and then continued in college until his. Uh, career was cut short due to an injury in his senior year in college. But after college, Bill competed in triathlons and lifeguard events. And then he found CrossFit, which seems like kind of a good natural progression. He started competing in CrossFit when there weren't any age groups and loved keeping up with those who were much younger than he was. Over the years, the sport has evolved. And so as he, he's a multiple-time age group winner and still loves to push himself, even against competitors much younger than he is. And we are excited to welcome you yes. today. Yes, we are so excited. Welcome, Bill. Thank you very much, you guys. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to hang out with you guys for a little bit. <laughs> and I don't know about some of the I don't know about Absolutely. some of those five things you were talking about with the workout things. I was listening to those, and I'm like, okay, feel good about myself. Okay, that's cool. 
feel better afterwards. There's got to be like a time frame after that one. Immediately afterwards, no way. Maybe, oh, maybe like 15 minutes later. Okay, I got that one. But yeah, I was like trying to check off the boxes, and I think I only got some like Lil. I just got like a couple. Yeah, that's right. All these years, maybe I've been doing it wrong. Who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But uh, let's be honest, Bill. Like you, you don't choose the easy route out. I mean, holy right. cow, you you pick like the hardest ones that are out there, and then get after it. So that's that's well, pretty. Why awesome. not? Right? I mean, why so do I want to absolutely. Absolutely. Let's look right there. You, you, we mentioned in your bio that you wrestled in high school. I think Lil shared with you earlier that I also did some yeah. wrestling. I, yeah. I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't have the same level of success that you did. I, I did make it to the podium a couple of times, but never to the tops, top rung there. But, but I, I know enough about it to know that that can be a grind of a sport. And uh, to have a level of success where you can do that in high school and then go on and wrestle at college is is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, what, 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 t- tell us a little bit about that. Like, how do you find that mental toughness or the physical toughness to keep grinding away at something that is very physically demanding? Um, well, I'll I tell you what, my family was a wrestling household. My dad was a wrestling coach. He wrestled in college, um, in high school, um, back in Pennsylvania. And so I just grew up hanging out in the wrestling room with all of his high school kids and all of his teams that he had. So, Myself and my brothers, we all started at a very young age. So I started when I was five, did all the little kid wrestling matches on like, that was kind of our family thing was every weekend we traveled around in, in different parts of Arizona to go to these wrestling tournaments. And you just, I, I will say a, a very, there are very few sports that instill in you that you get out of it what you put into it and i mean when you go out onto the mat it's just you and the other person you don't have anyone else to rely on you don't have your coach you don't have your dad you don't have your your family i mean they're they're off on the side cheering but you go out there and you just have to put it you got to put it to the test and so i think from an early age learning that you go out and you test yourself i mean winning is always great and i don't like ever to lose to anybody in anything that's <laughs> i always when i was going through firefighting stuff and all the interviews there that was always my what's your strength and your weakness and it was competitiveness because i think that it's a very good thing but it could be you know a very tough thing as well but that was one of the things that was instilled real early was um if you want to be good at something you got to put the time in and it doesn't matter if you're tired it doesn't matter if you're the one that's you know had the lucky the lucky touch of all the the natural abilities what you do have control of is how hard am i going to push myself how hard am i going to prepare for my matches or the tournaments coming up or whatever um you know we all had we all had the goal and the desire to want to win whatever the tournament was and state tournaments or you know the ncaa's or whatever and the journey to get there is and I never really thought about this when I was in the thick of it when I was a kid, right. but you know, yeah. the journey is such an important deal. And you know, sitting on this end of my lifespan right now, on the other side of 50, which is really weird to say out loud, <laughs> um, when you sit on this side of it, you realize that it was the journey that has set me up for all the things, especially that I'm doing now. It wasn't how many times you win and you know, how many titles you have, but it's 
what you did to get to those places. And then those things carry you on and on and on to all your different endeavors. So for wrestling, I, I learned that at a very early age. Um, had some successes, had some failures and learned from those failures, um, allowed me to, you know, have some success, go to college, have success. And then for most wrestlers, like that's kind of the end of it. Like, you, I mean, you have the Olympics, I guess, but you go from a, a good number of athletes that can wrestle in college to a very finite number of athletes that really have any sort of um, career after that. So I was able to use all of that uh, knowledge and wisdom and understanding of how to better myself and drive towards things into all the other things that I did. So whether it was lifeguard competitions, I would train, had the same mental uh, mindset when I would train for those or uh, firefighter competitions or um, triathlons or, you know, then even getting into CrossFit. And that's, that's, I was a very, uh, I wasn't very for all the master's divisions in the early yeah. days of CrossFits because I didn't want to be pigeonholed into an age group. I, my whole thing was just put the finish line out there. I, I want to try to get to the finish line. I don't care who else is on the floor with me. Like, let's just go like say go and let's go for it. And yeah. you know, I, I, again, I always want to win, but I always liked my argument was, I don't care if I'm first 100th or 1,000th. I know exactly where I am and what I did to get to that point. So then I can I can assess that and go, oh, well, now I can go back and I can fix these things or do better here or I needed some better conditioning or I need to get stronger or whatever. So so I was able to really, like that, um, the stuff that I learned from wrestling um, has been applied to everything in my world, everything. It doesn't matter if it's business, doesn't matter if it's, you know, it didn't matter if it was firefighting or, or um, you know, competing or whatever. That's that mental toughness. Um, I think people need to have a, a better, they need more experience with that. And yeah. man, what a better place to get that is. I don't think you can find a better place to get that than in wrestling. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. It's such a, such a great sport and so many life lessons and and yeah. it really just translates across the board in, in life and business and everything um i want to get into crossfit in just a sure. second but 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 uh before we do that tell us a little bit about these lifeguard events there there might be some that are unfamiliar with that what what does a lifeguard event look like so uh i was a beach lifeguard at pismo beach uh california up here um, in the san luis obispo area and mm -hmm. beach lifeguard competitions and for i guess older viewers out there older listeners out there if you watch baywatch you would see them do competitions where there would be swimming events there would be paddling events there would be sand sprint events there would be uh simulated uh rescue events things like that the events that i that I mostly uh, had the most success in were um, I did decent in the paddle events just because I like to paddle on the on the race boards that they had and it wasn't um, the swimming events the swimmers would would take those I mean like I was a I was a strong swimmer but I wasn't as you know wasn't a collegiate swimmer or anything like that so um, the paddling was decent but the the, the event that I really had the most success in was a an event called Beach Flags. And Beach Flags is a simple sand sprint, basically like a musical chair as you have these uh, one foot rubber hoses that are stuck in the ground in a straight line about anywhere from 50 feet to 75 feet 
away from your line of athletes. The athletes are all on the ground, laying on the ground. Uh, their elbows are out to the side. Their hand is on their hands that are on top of each other. And their legs mm -hmm. are straight and uh, feet are together. So you go from everyone's in that starting position and they, the referee will say heads up, heads down, and then they'll blow a whistle. And you have to get up off the ground, turn around, run down the sand and grab one of those hoses. And there will be one less hose than there are people so oh, okay. it, it get, gets to be a very physical, <laughs> like um, physical activity there, huh? <laughs> which i think that's where the wrestling thing played into for me it was really Absolutely. easy you know getting up off the ground and getting up and turning i mean that's you know we did that i did that for you know decades basically yeah, and then you know not being afraid to drive a shoulder into someone or have someone Hit land on top of you. Out. It wasn't a big deal, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that was what we, that was what I, that was my event that I, I competed, you know, at the state level, at the national level on that. And just, I mean, mostly for anything, it was just fun. I mean, you're out in the sun, they have all the yeah. summer music playing and, you know, it have beer gardens and it was just a big festival type of thing. And I really liked that element of, uh, of fitness. And I mean, that, you know, one of the things that was different about wrestling was, when you're wrestling, you're not eating a whole lot. You're not drinking a whole mm -hmm. lot. You're going to be wearing all these sweats. You're going to be out running all the time. You're going to be sitting in saunas. You're going to be, it's a very, it can be very isolating. And our season was always during the, the holiday time. So that right. made it difficult on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it can kind of ruin a lot of that stuff. Um, but these sporting events weren't that way. It was, you can train, you can get after it, you can compete really, really hard, but you still have all the fun, all the, the socialization, all the, the festivities, um, the music, the sun, like that. I loved that part. And, and, you know, I was, what was weird is I was the old guy in that one, in those competitions too. I remember being out there and they were like, why is this 30 year old guy still out on the floor with all these, you know, 19 year olds. And I was like, at the time I thought it was a big deal. And of course here I am now at, not 30 anymore and still hearing those same types of things you know so oh, that's awesome yeah so uh we're gonna jump into crossfit right sure. away um you you have had just a, a an impressive career a high level of success uh the best of the best and then uh, you know as you said even though it, it wasn't what you wanted to do but you've moved into age groups and you've continued to dominate there uh tell us what what do you think crossfit has taught you that is the most valuable thing uh, the most valuable thing is that, and, and I always, I'll always kind of put this kind of to, uh, like a fire scenario. Like when, a when the, when the alarm goes off and there's a fire, the fire doesn't care how old you are, what's, what, what gender you are. Um, if you're sore that day, if you're sick that day, it just says you neither need to put me out or I'm going to do damage. And yeah. I see CrossFit is kind of a lot of the same type of thing. It's like, here is your event. Here's the task. Three, two, one, go. Make it happen. And I really like that. And I think that's why I liked, um, uh, I think that was one of the reasons why I was so hesitant about, or resistant, I guess, probably a better word, to go into the master division because I didn't want to have a, I, me personally, didn't want to have to have a scaled version of whatever was going to be going on. Like, I don't care how hard it is. Just say, here's what it is and go. And that's, that is something that I think that and even in my gym, when I program for our members, we, I, I, I program very aggressively, but I also have it set up to where 
it doesn't matter whether you are, are elite athletes or are not so elite athletes. The intent will be the same based on percentages of whatever movement they're doing or reps that they're going to be doing so that they're working with the same amount of intensity, the same amount of um, it should take them about the same amount of time, whatever. But what I, what I like about it is it sets an uncomfortable goal in front of you and you have to go through some discomfort to get to the end of it. And the more, I think that's something that is a learned skill, not a born with skill. And you know, yeah. it's like with, with, with all the stuff that's going on now with all the COVID stuff and everything, like if, if you are not able to handle some, some uncomfort, some discomfort, some pain of whatever type of stuff, and I'm not talking torturous pain, but I'm talking like uncomfortable pain, whether it's uh, you know, emotional, financial, relationship, physical, um, whatever, yeah, if well, you can't deal with that, all of that yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, seriously, and that's that's the thing. What I've seen is that, especially through this pandemic, that is what people are lacking. They they do everything is such a convenience. Everything is so it's just so easy that when you really need to have some skills to to battle against some discomfort, you don't have it. And I think that CrossFit and the gym is a perfect safe place to do that where you can hone that skill where you know you're going to be walking out afterwards um yeah so you get to test that every single day you're in the gym and i think that's really important i love that i love that i, I think there's just a ton of value in that statement there of you know it's okay to suffer a little bit uh Absolutely. and and i love your your analogy there of of the gym, whether it be a CrossFit gym or otherwise, is a safe place to do that in. And, yeah. and I love that. Bill, I can't believe it. We've only got about a minute left. Oh, my god! I'm wondering if you could give. I know. This I'm time a babbler. That's the by. problem. You guys didn't know what you were in for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if you could kind of give us an elevator pitch on why someone should take a look at CrossFit. Um, I, th I think the easiest thing is that it is of all the of all the fitness programs i've ever seen it is a true fountain of use because it uses your body as a system there's gymnastic type movements which is moving your body in in space there are weightlifting type movements which is any sort of resistance training and then there's a cardio element to that as well because you are using so many muscles you really need to pull in a lot of oxygen so you don't just have to run you don't just have to swim they are movements that are designed for you to do daily they're functional movements and the intensity is is we say high intensity but it's your relative high intensity so whether you are a 20 year old a 60 year old a 80 year old that's all going to be different but that intensity is where you get those benefits and that's what i think that a lot of uh, other programs are trying to mimic but from what I've seen, those that use CrossFit methodology are the ones that really have the most success. They aren't doing single body pieces. They're, do, they're working the body as a whole. And that's what you have for the rest of your life. You have the body as a whole. So whatever, whatever you're working with, that's what CrossFit will work with. And that, I think that's the beauty of CrossFit. Love it. Love it. Where would someone go to get information on how to find a, a local CrossFit gym? I'm assuming there are resources. Yeah, absolutely. If you can go to uh, CrossFit.com, they have uh, maps to the gyms in your area. You can just uh, look on a map there or you can just Google CrossFit gyms in name the space. Um, yeah. It's really easy to find. There's a lot of really great CrossFit gyms out there. Um, I would tell people to 
test them out because I think that, you know, most CrossFits, they aren't a franchise uh, setup. They're all individually uh, owned and operated. So each one will have kind of its own feel. So find the one that works best for you because once you're in and you find the fit, it's, I mean, it's something that you don't want to leave. doesn't matter how old you are. Awesome. Bill, thank you so much for joining us today and and best of luck going forward. I know you got a lot of things a lot of irons in the fire, but uh, we wish you the best. And, and maybe uh, maybe sometime we'll have you back and we can uh, continue this great conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Call me up anytime, you guys. I had a blast and it was super nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. That's awesome. Awesome, Bill. Thank you. Lil. Yes. Once again, holy cow. I know. In- incredible. Incredible. If you were inspired I as I was by Bill, you'll want to check out the rest of the Fittest 50 Over 50 at the50over50.com. You can also vote for your favorite rocker. I know. 50 over 50. We're down to our final four, Lil. Yes, we are. And last but not least, you can nominate your change makers. If you know a special someone that makes a difference in your community, your church, your service group, maybe it's a teacher, a first responder, a volunteer, whoever it is, we'd like to hear about them. And you can do all of that once again at the50over50.com. 50s are numbers, so it's the50over50.com. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and we turn it into a podcast that you can find pretty much anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. If you like the show, don't hesitate to give it a rating or write a quick review. Every review you write makes it easier for people to find us. Our inspirational thought for the day. Lil, you ready? I'm ready. This one comes from Abraham Lincoln, and he says... Whatever you are, be a good one. Good job. (laughs) Until next Thursday, stay active.